It's God's love that first draws us towards him. And as we come to know that love expressed in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, then we start to return it. And it becomes a two-way flow. So as we're drawn towards God by God, our own hearts are turned towards him in response. And the primary direction of our pilgrimage of our hearts is set towards loving God with all our heart. In both Old Testament, he- Old Testament Hebrew and New Testament Greek, the word for heart can be translated like this, the seat of our thought and emotion. The seat of our thought and emotion. Our life experiences make an impression on our hearts. The emotions and the memories of those experiences stay with us. And some are joy-filled, and it's a pure delight to recall them. Some things that we recall are just the everyday things of life, and so the emotions are less intense. But... Some of life's experiences are pain-filled. And you know, we can become very skilled at pushing those down, those memories, those emotions, shutting them up deep within our hearts just to be able to cope day by day without being overwhelmed by them. And God made us that way. He gave us that coping mechanism, but he knows those things are there. And all that we've pushed down and shut up impact on our pilgrimage of the heart. You see, whilst we've shut those places down, we can't offer them to God. We can't love him with all our hearts. And also, we can't fully receive his love into those shut-down places. And it really is God's desire that we should receive his love as fully as we can. Romans 5.5 tells us this, that the love of God is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. I love the Passion Translation of this verse. This is how the Passion Translation puts it. We can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. As we journey with and towards God, we can know God's unconditional, unlimited, unchanging love cascading into our hearts in increasing measure. And this happens, of course, through those joy-filled moments in our journeys. And sometimes it happens in the really difficult times when we just have to trust God in a new, deeper way. But it also happens when we tentatively open up those wounded places in our hearts to God's cascading healing love when it's right to do so. 
And the right time to do that may need to be outside of our normal spiritual routines in an unhurried, safe place. In some way, we may need to take that spiritual mini-break. Maybe sharing with a time, with it all with a friend, a good trusted friend, and maybe praying into it or coming forward for prayer ministry. Our healing conference this year was just such a safe place when we could let those past hurts finally rise up in our hearts and then yield to the Holy Spirit's gentle ministry of healing and wholeness. Two weeks ago, I took a spiritual mini-break. I actually went to a convent for three days, two of which were in complete silence. And if you know me, I like to talk. But it was a really important time that there was no distractions. And it became very obvious when I got there that God wanted this time to be focused on the pilgrimage of my heart. And early on in the retreat, sitting alone, quietly, focused on God, I suddenly became aware that the Holy Spirit was stirring up my heart, emotions, memories, and bringing some really painful stuff up to the surface, stuff that I had successfully pushed down, pushed away. Now, of course, I could have chosen to stuff it back down again and go and do something to distract me. I had that choice, and you always have that choice with God. But you see, I sensed that this was my time, my safe place to offer these things up to God and to receive that healing love. So I did. I let each memory come to the surface with its sadness and its pain and its tears. But you see, it felt safe because God was there present, holding me by his Holy Spirit. But then I had a problem. I didn't know what to do with it all, all the memories and emotions that had come up. So I found myself imagining, bundling them all together, like a, elastic, a ball of elastic bands that I've got in my desk drawer. But what now? What was I going to do with this ball of my painful emotions and memories? And it was then that I sensed the still, small voice of God say this. I'll take it. And so in my imagination, I handed it over. But then, to my astonishment... I sensed the Holy Spirit showing me something else. He showed me that God had taken it and put it in his own heart. Our God takes, heals, and redeems our hurts and pains through his incredible love.
And then as our hearts are gradually healed, we can receive more of that cascading love. And of course, as his love softens our hearts, we can also love others better. The second part of the commandment. But we're loving with his patient, gentle, kind, forgiving love that has been first poured out to us. And of course, we also learn to love ourselves more too as we experience the love of God showing that we really are accepted, forgiven, delighted in as his precious children. And that truth drops from our minds to our hearts. This is the pilgrimage of the heart. To be open to that cascading love of God so we can love him back with more and more of our heart, love others with his love, and learn to love ourselves more too. Now our spiritual mini breaks does not have to be a silent retreat for three days. Where can we take that moment in our days and offer our hearts to God and you know it can just be a moment Donna Ashworth writes these words in one of her poems she says we're always running out of time and we know it so we move faster do more fill life to the full to make it count when what we really should be doing is slowing down stopping taking in the world around us and squeezing everything out of that moment, not into it. Squeezing everything out of the moment and not trying to squeeze everything in. What could those moments be where we can make that choice to turn our hearts and minds to God and just give him space, not filling it with words, just space that he can fill with his loving presence. What about when we're waiting at traffic lights or at the photocopier or waiting for the kitchen timer to get those last three minutes so we can take the dinner out? Waiting for the kettle to boil Choosing to spend an extra few minutes in the shower. Choosing not to look at the latest social media feed on our phones. Choosing to offer those moments to God. And when we choose to turn to God in those moments, the more often we do that, the more often we sense that God is drawing us to himself. Maybe to take a longer mini break on our own or with a fellow pilgrim and let him bring healing to our hearts. So let us be open to the drawing of God in the coming days, even if it's just for a moment we may be able to respond like the writer of Psalm 28, who says this. 
my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. <laughs> 